Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're taking a deeper look at the rising interest rate environment and making sense of the current market conditions. Yields on the 5 and 10-year Treasury have advanced faster than the actual rate increase. Bond investors are clearly looking into the future and trying to telegraph the destination of the rate increases the Fed has planned over the next couple of years. The rise in rates has already decreased demand for debt in the residential market. As we reported yesterday, the demand for residential mortgage loans has already fallen by a third, as reported by Wells Fargo. They've already started laying off loan origination staff in anticipation of needing fewer bodies to service loans and to service loan originations. But we need to distinguish between the residential homeowner mindset and the investor mindset. Residential homeowners focused on ensuring expenses are minimized and cash flow strong enough to ensure that they can afford the daily necessities and perhaps even a few luxuries. This is analyzed pretty simply and crudely as a snapshot in time. Is the cost of homeownership below 30% of household income, yes or no? But as investors, we take a step back and look over a longer time horizon. If borrowing costs are at, say, 5%, and inflation is currently running at 8.5%, then we actually are experiencing a period of negative real interest rates. The value of that loan is falling with each passing month. If these inflation rates remain elevated for any sustained period of time, borrowing makes a lot of sense as an investor. The interest is deductible on an investment property, and the lender is actually putting cash in your pocket each month. I realize there's no actual cash transaction happening, but if you're repaying the loan with future dollars that are worth less than today's dollars, and the interest rate is less than the rate of inflation, the bank is virtually giving you free money for the entire time that inflation remains elevated above your interest rate. The Federal Reserve Board of Governors is meeting over two days this week, and they announced that they were going to be increasing the federal funds rate by a full half percentage point this month, and they're telegraphing a similar rate increase in June. The bond market is clearly anticipating these increases, and they've priced in those increases in the current bond valuations. We find ourselves at a peculiar time when stock prices are falling at the same time as bond prices are falling. Stock market investors traditionally divest during moments of weakness and seek refuge in the relative safety of the bond market. But there's no safety to be found in the bond market either. These investors are wondering where to put their money that's going to be safe. Well, as a real estate investor, I can give you a clue where it might be. The Fed is basing their economic guidance and interest rate policy on the Personal Consumption Expenditure Index. That's a different measurement than the Commerce Department uses to measure inflation. The PCE has a measure excluding food and energy, and using that measure, The Personal Consumption Expenditure Index rose 5.2% in March from a year ago, compared with the CPI, which measured 8.5% for the same time period. Including food and energy, core PCE prices surged 6.6%, the fastest pace since 1982. But as we've discussed in recent shows, if inflation is underreported by the metrics chosen, you might draw different conclusions. Perhaps there's something to be learned from those countries that have been experiencing hyperinflation, like Argentina. Somehow, those citizens managed to scramble and claw their way through life, making sure to stretch their currency as far as possible. They don't hold on to cash for very long. They try to buy other assets as quickly as possible. They buy items with a long shelf life. They know what they're going to need in the future. It could be anything from canned foods to school supplies for their kids next year. They might even buy U.S. dollars. But that's the consumer mindset. For the investor, We focus on buying income-producing hard assets. We're basically playing the same game as the consumer with one critical difference. We're buying income-producing assets, not just something that's going to sit on the shelf. 
If real inflation is running considerably higher than the 8 to 9% that the Commerce Department is claiming, or the 6.5% that the Fed is claiming, then the currency is being devalued at a much faster rate than the interest you're paying on the money you're borrowing. The Fed is clearly signaling they're trying to reduce their balance sheet by retiring debt off their balance sheet and not renewing that debt. They're also looking to raise interest rates to parity in order to stamp out inflation, but we don't really know what parity means. The Fed is trying to engineer the so-called soft landing. They want to stamp out inflation. They don't want to kill the economy and push it into hard recession. They also want to avoid the so-called stagflation. That's the worst of both worlds. High inflation combined with economic contraction. Now, I personally believe we are actually in a stagflation environment. But as long as prices continue to increase across the board, we can expect that our borrowing rate will be lower than the rate the currency is devaluing. It's basically a license for a borrower to print money by paying back the loan with future dollars that are worth less than today's dollars, even after you take into account the cost of servicing that debt. And while interest rates are increasing, there is a perspective that we're still in a negative interest rate environment. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.